On today's Locked On Predators podcast, we have another Central Division Frenemies crossover. I am joined by Haley Simon from Locked On Blues. We're going to talk about what these two teams have in common, make some bold season predictions, and Haley's going to give us the inside scoop on Ryan O'Reilly. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Predators podcast, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, got to start out with a special shout out to our Locked On Pred heads, our faithful everydayers who tune in. We love spending a part of your day with you. We appreciate your support. Also want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. I am usually joined by my partner in crime, Nick Morgan. But today, I get to sit down with Haley Simon, host of Locked On Blues. Haley and I preview the new season. We talk about the parallel lives these two teams may be living. And Haley gives us the inside scoop on new Nashville Predator, Ryan O'Reilly. I am joined today by Haley Simon. Haley is the host of Locked on Blues. She is one of our Central Division frenemies, and she is going to join us today to talk about Everything St. Louis Blues coming up for the next season. So, Haley, it is wonderful to get to talk hockey with you. We are so close to actually getting some hockey under our belts again. Finally, I cannot wait. It was funny on yesterday's episode of Lockdown Blues. I was like, guys, tomorrow we're going to be talking to Lockdown Predators. And I think the most exciting thing about this is that we're frenemies, but I don't have any resentment towards the Predators in any way. So, yes. it's just more of you know, just two people talking some hockey. <laughs> That's right. We're more the friends of the frenemies yes. than, than some of the other ones. It, it matters. It matters. So can you kind of start off, talk a little bit about the, the Blues offseason, if you will. You know, kind of what were some of the highlights for you and, and what are the things that you think are going to make a big difference for the team? All right. So this Blues offseason, it was really interesting that there was so much drama about maybe potentially getting a big name player and the blues just got the flyers is I don't want to say trash, but they got Kevin Hayes who I like. It's not that I don't like him. It just nothing that exciting happened. Yeah. And it's such a letdown because the blues, I was talking about this on my episodes this week. They're the sixth oldest team in the NHL. Their age averages out to 28.7, which in real life is not old, but in hockey life, it Hockey is years. kind of getting up there. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely want to get younger. So this off season, that was the big, you know, theatrics. But other than that, it's been quiet. And how about for the Predators? I heard some commotion this off season in Nashville. Yeah, we've been really busy. We have a new general manager with Barry Trotz and he jumped him. on. I know we're so, I, I really awesome. think Predators fans are so excited about this. It's his first time as a general manager, but I think it's a great situation. Um, and he made a splash right away. He was not content to sit, 
sit back. He traded Ryan Johansson and bought out Matt Duchesne. So they are gone. But then he brought in the first day of free agency, like the minute the clock turned and it was time to go. It was Ryan O'Reilly, Luke Shen, Gus Nyquist. You know, so he's made some really big moves this offseason. I'm not sure we know yet how it's all going to come together because we also have a new head coach, Andrew Brunette. And I don't know that we know quite what to expect from him either. So going into this season, I feel like we're flying maybe a little bit blind with what this could look like for the Predators. But a lot of good moves though. I mean, Barry Trotz as a whole, one of the best coaches I feel like in the league and taking this new role as GM could be very beneficial towards the Predators, which I don't like being you know in the same division. <laughs> but looking at this optimistically, it's a good move. And then of course you mentioned Luke Shen, brother mm-hmm. of our very own Braden Shen. Yes. So that's going to be a little fun competition. And then, of course, you have Ryan O'Reilly, our former captain. So a lot of similarities between the two teams, oddly enough. Yeah. What do you think, what do you expect from the St. Louis Blues this coming season? You know, we, on, on Lockdown Predators, when we do a game summary, we always talk about describe the game in one word. Like, what is one word you think of when you think about what this next season might be for the Blues? Frustration off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just going to be honest, it's not going to be a good season for St. Louis. They're a team that is notably awful on defense. Their offense, the biggest problem that the Blues have, while they have talent such as a Robert Thomas, who is such a good playmaker, they lack, and I don't know if it's instinct, I don't know if it's just chemistry, but they lack Uh this kind of connection on the offense that makes me nervous. So maybe switching up some of the line pairs could help. But this team, as I mentioned, it's just they're not getting along with our coach, Baruby. They're not clicking for whatever reason. So it just... I don't want to say it's a dumpster fire on ice because we do have our friends in Arizona and our division, but um, yes. I'm, I'm being nice. But, and the Blackhawks, I feel like are going to do a lot better, obviously, with their talent. So I could see the Blues finishing potentially last or second to last in the division this season. Yeah. Not a good thing. It's so strange because I think in a lot of ways, it seems like Nashville and St. Louis are in very sort of similar seasons of the franchise in that it's not a tear it all down and we're going to start all over again. And we're looking at like five to seven years, we're going to be competitive. They're kind of trying to navigate like a short term improvement. And it's hard to predict how that's going to go. You know, Nashville is bringing up a lot of younger players but you really don't know for sure how that's going to go. And like I said, you know, we have a new head coach, new GM. So I feel like the Predator season is a little bit uncertain as well. It's like a couple of things could could make them, you know, in back in that kind of middle of the pack in the central division. But I also think a couple of things work against them. And it could be us hanging out with the Coyotes, you know, down at the bottom. So it feels a lot like there are parallel lives here between the Blues and the Predators. <laughs> Well, one thing I will say is I saw the Predators play the Panthers last year in Sunrise um, right after the All-Star break. And mm-hmm. the thing about the Predators that I really like that I saw on the ice last season was that they're able to keep up with the momentum. And that's something that St. Louis definitely lacks. And I think with the additions of the younger talent and, of course, getting those veterans that, I, you know, that you mentioned with Luke Shedd and, and Ryan O'Reilly, I do believe, I, I mean, like, 
I don't, I'm not rooting for you guys to win, <laughs> but I want the blues obviously to, but I can see them being a potential finish fourth in the division. I just, I don't see them being this mediocre team. I see them actually really improving and it would be interesting to see how the players do respond to a new coach and new GM. That's a lot of change. And I mean, I wasn't expecting that at all from Nashville. I really thought it was just going to be a quiet off season and then everything kind of exploded at once. Yeah, it was it was a lot going on. When you look at um, the draft for the St. Louis Blues, how do you feel like that went this season for them? Oh, that was the best thing about the season. Um, yeah. all, hands down, getting yeah. to Blur Dvorsky, one of the best guys mm. I think that came out of the draft. I don't get how he fell to 10. I don't, yeah. but I'll take it. That was big. And then also Otto Stenberg, I liked a lot as well. But I think the thing with the Blues is it's developing these players and being able to develop them correctly so that way they don't spend, you know, like three or four seasons developing. Get them over in two seasons if possible because you have guys and players in our lovely division, such as Connor Bedard, that right. is going to be playing um, for the Blackhawks off the bat. So for me, I'm happy with the talent. I just hope that the Blues continue to develop them, but I believe that they will. And how about for your Nashville Predators? How do you feel like the draft went? We ended up, it was like a shopping spree for the Predators. They ended up with so many draft picks. Um, and I really feel like they did a good job. Kind of a different approach. Barry Trotz was like, let's swing for the fences on some guys. Yep. you know. And Matthew Wood was uh, one of our first round draft picks. And I feel like he is just such a solid young kid. Great game. But then they picked Tanner Mullendyke. Um, and this is a kid who I think people were surprised when as high as he did, but they love what they see from him. Incredible skating, really amazing talent. They got like Kaylin Lind, who's a little bit like gritty and old school hockey player vibe to him. So I think they really went outside the box a little bit. It's going to be really interesting to see how those players pan out because, you know, I think it's a little bit of wizardry, I always say, when you look at like the NHL draft, because you are predicting what is this player going to look like two, three, four years down the line when they finish developing. And and there's some Harry Potter in that that I just I can't quite read. <laughs> magic. It is. There's magic in it that, that I just don't get. So I think it was an exciting draft. Lots going on for the Predators with so many draft picks. We'll see how it all pans out in the end. But but I think they're hopeful that they got a couple of players who could potentially down the road really be important pieces for the Preds. So, you know, like with any draft, fingers crossed. Yes. And it being in Nashville, I mean, how cool is that for you to experience that? It was the most amazing hockey week ever. Um, and Nashville's just kind of a fun city anyway, but it was really fun to see a lot of the young players were down on Broadway and checking out the honky tonks and talking about the experience there. So Nashville knows how to throw a party. It was so great to be here to have all of the NHL talent here for the awards show too. So amazing, amazing draft week. Love that. Before we move on to our next segment, I'm going to tell you about our sponsor today. So, if it refreshes, get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. 
Now is the best time to join FanDuel, the app that is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So looking ahead at the 2023-24 season, let's like get down to the, the nitty gritty. Let's let's talk highs and lows, pluses and minuses, strengths and weaknesses. So what do you think is the best thing? What is the strength uh, that's going to be the most helpful for the St. Louis Blues next season? Definitely the offense. I think yeah. that the Blues are actually somewhat decent on their power play. While their numbers don't show it, what I do see is a lot of improvement. And Robert Thomas, I've mentioned him before, he is the all-star of the team. He is the guy that is scary good. He's somebody that's going to cause a threat within the league. And what I mean by that is this. He is one of the younger guys on the Blues, and he is able to set up plays. And while he doesn't score a lot, he had like 47 assists last season, which is a huge amount of number. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about the Blues is if the defense just got it together, they would be a really well-structured team. But right now, all the other um, wingers, and I was doing the math, they're all about to be in their early 30s. So the mm-hmm. longevity of this offense right now is a little bit icky. But in the good way, you know, Jordan Cairo, you know, he had – Oh, I, he led the team in goals last season with like 50 something. I believe that he can get more. I believe that these guys have the potential. It's just a matter of if Baruby's able to coach them to do so. And he's a good coach. And Craig Baruby, everybody knows him around the NHL. He has been stellar. I mean, he got the Blues of the Cup not too long ago. Right. And I think that's something that a lot of people forget is that St. Louis won the Stanley Cup in 2018, 2019 season. But yet, nobody kind of remembers that because of their huge downfall that they had, and it was a really big downfall. So as long as the offense just goes to work and puts pucks behind the net, like Braden Shen, he is able to do that. And I believe that when you have such a good offense, good things will happen. The defense is just what the whole – I mean, and Jordan Binghamton's a great goalie. It's just the defense that just holds them back. Yeah. I'm very yeah. negative on the Blues. I love them. And I, it's like my child. Yes. I'm very protective over the blues, but I'm like, okay, only I can criticize them, but it's out of love. It's out of frustration. Yes. I totally get that. People always say like, you can't be a fan of the team and be objective. And I'm like, wait, have a child because <laughs> I am my kid's biggest fan. But let me tell you, I will point out their shortcomings <laughs> very quickly. So I oh, get that. Like, I have to. Want to see the best for them, want to see the best in them, but also, hey, here's an area. Yeah, no, you got to call it out sometimes. And look, the Predators have, they've got their own hitches in the giddy up, as we say. Like, there, there's definitely some things going on here. As far as strengths, I think these two teams are similar in that goaltending is not a huge concern. You know, you know what you've got in that you don't have to be um, concerned or you don't have to feel like you need to go out shopping. Can I make it better? Can I improve it? You know, you all have Jordan Bennington, Nashville Predators have UC Soros and UC Soros really is the best thing going for the Nashville Predators. He really is. You know, he's just, he is um, finished fourth in Vesna voting. He is just the guy that steals games. You know, the Predators, when all of their veterans were out and these young players weren't at the end of the season, he really kept this team in games. So 
you know, he's kind of the ace up the sleeve for the Predators. He's the thing nobody has to worry about. If something were to happen to UC Saros, we have backup Kevin Lankinen, who also has proved to be super reliable. So, you know, goaltending, I think, for both of these teams is something that we don't have to worry about. And that's a huge thing. Lots of teams in the NHL are frantically trying to find the goaltender that can give them an advantage. At least the Blues and Preds have that going for us. It's a good thing, but it's also so frustrating, right? Because it's like we finally have such a good goalie, and then it's like, okay, but if the defense doesn't step it up, then the goalie is in a really bad position. And it makes me feel very empathetic towards these goalies because if you think about it, you have this awful defense – And the goalie can only do so much. You can only save so many pucks before it goes in. I mean, if a team has like five breakaways within seven minutes, you're in a bad position. And this is what gets me about the Blues. It's their blue line. It is just the lack of effort. And I know that they're putting in effort, but it's the lack of protection. And then Mm -hmm. Renner, I don't want him to burn out. And that's my biggest fear is him just burning out. He's 30 years old now. Yeah, goalies luckily have the longest longevity in the NHL. So he definitely has like five or six, maybe even seven seasons left within him. But it's just very unfortunate that he started his rookie year with the Blues getting that cup. And now it's just an uphill battle to even win a game. Yeah, that's got to be that's got to be a little bit discouraging. I will say Nashville's defense really is something that I think Predators fans feel pretty good about. We have Roman Yossi. They brought in a Shen brother. We got Luke Shen coming in. You know, well, and we so have, much fun. It is gonna, I can't wait for that game. I want the <laughs> I want the parents to wear like the split jersey split. like phone. <laughs> that would be that? awesome though. I'm I so down right. for that. I, I can have a locked right. on predators, locked on blues split shirt. I think we should do that. I think if that we do a fun. game preview, we need to we need to make some split shirts. Here. That would be fun. We'll call them our Shen shirts. <laughs> and the thing is, I like Luke Shen too. So both of the Shen, they're just such likable guys. And I think it's because the amount of effort that they both execute on the ice. Yeah. And they're good. Like they're they're really good. Like a lot of siblings, sometimes you have one that's better than the other. I mean, I was gonna yep. say the Tucks, but I I'm not that no, because like Brady's good too. It's just Matthew is insane. Yeah, yeah, insane. Yeah. And then Keith Kachuk was once a St. Louis Blue, so nothing but respect for him. But it's interesting when you have siblings in the league. But now you're in the same division. Come on, and it doesn't get better than that. It's gonna be so fun. It'll be interesting to see how the Predators put their defensive pairings together. Um, that's something I think we're going to be watching a lot in in training camp. And a weakness for the Predators is offense. My goodness, the Predators almost couldn't buy goals. And it's so frustrating. You know, their power play was so strong in 21-22. And then below 18% this past season, we lost Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson, who were big on the power play. We're bringing in Ryan O'Reilly, who we're going to talk about in a minute. So I think there is some potential for the power play to get better, but just the Nashville Predators have got to score more goals. When they played against the Panthers, if this makes you feel any better, they beat the Florida Panthers, who later went on to the Stanley Cup Finals. So it helps a little bit. It helps a little (laughs) bit. That was some great hockey, that game. It was like a 4 3 win. That's um, Yeah, the Preds got like two goals off the bat. And I was like, wow, this team is really good again. 
It's never, I will tell you this about the predators. They are very rarely boring. They're sometimes exciting and sometimes frustrating. They're rarely boring. Never boring. <laughs> never boring. Coming up, we're going to uh, talk about a former St. Louis Blue who is coming to the Nashville Predators. And let me tell you, the Nashville Predators are very, very curious about Ryan O'Reilly. So I'm going to grill Haley about all things Ryan O'Reilly coming up in just a minute. But first, want to let you know that you can find Locked on Predators and Locked on Blues wherever you get your favorite podcasts on any podcast podcasting platform. You can also find us on YouTube. So be sure to check out both shows, like and subscribe so you will know when we have fresh content coming out. All right, Haley, the big move in Nashville. This is a move that has Predators fans talking is Barry Trotz brought in and signed Ryan O'Reilly. You, of course, know all things Ryan O'Reilly. What are the most important things that the Nashville Predators are going to get from him now that he's on our roster? You're going to get so much effort, and you're going to get a guy that knows what he's doing on the ice. Ryan O'Reilly is beyond skilled, and I think the thing that Nashville fans have to remind themselves is that this guy could be a team changer. Mm. And what I mean by that is when we lost him last season, didn't lose him, treated him, um, it felt like a loss, I'm sure. <laughs> it, it was a loss. I was grieving. It wasn't fun. I'm still a little upset about it, but happy for him to expand his career. But the team took a hard hit. The team mm -hmm. was not the same. And I've said this um, even before I did my Locked On podcast, that the blue season really fell off the moment that we got rid of him. And I think Nashville is in a position where you do have a bunch of younger guys, but you have this awesome veteran that's going to be able to – in a really weird way, coach them and yes. mentor them, show them how to play hockey the way that he has played. And I mean, he's a Stanley Cup champion. So I think that Nashville really lucked out. I think that there's no negatives. I mean, I guess the one negative that you could say is the longevity, but mm -hmm. O'Reilly, he's the kind of player. He's not going to let it show if he's getting tired. He's not going to let it show in any way. He puts in the full effort. And despite you know, the, some of the frustrations with him in the past, you know, what's he doing when there's bad plays? Going? That's with any hockey player. So I wouldn't focus right. too much on the negatives. I think Nashville lucked out. And I am jealous because there was a little chance that the Blues were going to re-sign him this offseason. Didn't happen. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, didn't happen. For, but for, you know, the Predators, I think that they're getting such a good deal out of O'Reilly. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head because one of the things that Barry Trotz has talked a lot about is developing a winning culture. Yep. And Ryan O'Reilly, I think, is really a key to that. Like, we've got some great veterans in Roman Yossi and Philip Forsberg, but I think Ryan O'Reilly, like, he's done the things. Like, he's won the Stanley Cup, like you talked about. Like, this is a guy who's hoisted the Stanley Cup, and he knows what it takes. And he, I was really interested when he came in and did his press conference, because this is a guy who seems like he is still so passionate about this sport, like so hungry. And he brought in, he kind of, one of the things he said is like, why couldn't we contend for the cup? And, and I think everybody in Nashville is like, I'm sorry, what? But I think he just is that hungry for it. So, you know, for the Nashville Predators, obviously, like you mentioned on ice, you know, he's going to be great. But I think what he brings off ice you know, in the locker room with the young players. I think it's going to be one of the most interesting storylines for the Nashville Predators this season. So we thank you. And we're a little bit sorry. 
But another interesting thing too that I now thought about when talking about that winning culture is that Alex Petrangelo, who went on with the Golden Knights, mm-hmm. you know, they ended up winning the cup recently. And he credited St. Louis to that and his experience on that specific team, the team that won the cup. And I think that all of those players, they were such underdogs that season where nobody really intended yeah. them in any way. And O'Reilly, he is so serious. His posting, like he's just a very serious and focused. And I was going to say locked on kind of per. I mean, he's locked in, locked on. Same yeah. thing. But very serious guy. So I think that the hockey culture in Nashville this coming season, and this is why I said I don't see the Predators being a bad team because he won't allow that to happen. Mm, this I was love the first that. season that the Blues missed the playoffs in about five, six seasons. And I, as I was saying, I believe this because O'Reilly left. The moment he left, the Blues took a hit. And he's, he's such a huge factor on the ice. I cannot stress that enough. And with the Blues' current cap space situation, everyone was like speculating, oh, I don't know if this will be a good idea if we resign him, but it's worth it because mm. of how great of a player he is. And I, I mean, I just think that Nashville lucked out and I would not, this is my bold prediction. I know we're going to talk okay. about this. I truly could see the Predators getting a wild card spot this year in the playoffs. Oh, from your lips to the hockey gods ears, my friend Haley. <laughs> I could. I, you know, I think it, I, it's so interesting because in so many ways, I think that, that the Blues and the Predators are in that same boat where just a couple of things just a couple of tweaks, just a couple of improvements, a couple of players taking steps forward. And, and these are teams that might surprise some people, you know, I, so, I've said is get rid of Tory Krug, make a trade with whatever team he wants to go to. I get, he didn't want to go to Philadelphia. I don't blame him. Make a trade with any other team that he would mm-hmm. be willing to go. To. Um, get a couple of younger defensemen. And I even said, I could see the blues potentially being a contender. I think, and this is the problem, I think, with like this hockey culture is everyone thinks, and I'm coming just not like everyone, but a lot of people think that from last season, it's going to reflect how this current season is. And while that could be somewhat true, it's not true. When mm-hmm. you face the and you're not in the postseason, it takes a toll on these players and they yeah. get hungrier. And there is a reason why, like our friends in Colorado who kind of crumble this year in the postseason – there is a reason why when you're up at top, it's so easy to go all the way back to the bottom. It's because once you win, it's you don't have that hunger as much. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to be out of that postseason for consecutive seasons. It's not fun to watch, you know, the Golden Knights, who are a six-year expansion team, Gosh. end up winning. Like, it's ridiculous. And it's good for them. They were able to build a good hockey team. But I cannot imagine – being a part of an organization that's been around a lot longer and then watching this expansion team make it to the Western Conference Finals two or they made it like three times. They made two ceiling cup appearances. It's insane. Yeah. So I I always say this, don't underestimate the teams that were not good last season with a yeah. couple of exceptions. Yeah. Anything can happen in the NHL. Again, wizardry people. It is it is hockey Harry Potter here. It is. It's you never know. And I feel like that's what the cool thing about sports is and having an off season. It's because you can make those tweaks and adjustments. And luckily for the Predators, adjustments were made. For the Blues, not so much. But there is always a trade deadline. So there is still time to maybe tweak some things for St. Louis. But I always – I was saying this before, and I'll leave this on the, about the whole Blues season. 
there's a part of me that thinks that last season was a fluke for St. Louis because everyone just seems so off. So yeah. now we don't have a captain. We have yet to name. I want to be buried in Shen, but we haven't named anybody. Um, there seems to be a little bit missing, but I feel like if they name Braden Shen as captain and, and I, this is my whole theory. I'm like, I'm so locked in on this name Shen as captain, get the team to have that chemistry again and make those few adjustments completely different team. I think not having a leader is so detrimental to a team. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I, and I think you're right. These are two teams where a little, just a few things going a little bit better really could make this could make it a very interesting season for both the blues and for the predators, which is fun for us though to talk about. I love it. I love it. So Haley, we're going to try to reconnect back up with you this season, a couple of times, check in with you, maybe preview some blues games until that happens. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can find your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find Locked on Blues on YouTube at Locked on Blues or wherever you get your podcasting streaming service of Spotify, Apple, Sirius, and then on Twitter at Locked on Blues, where I tweet a lot of blues history this offseason, but during the regular season, get ready for just insane amount of game day stuff. It's going to be this gonna be a busy season. And then it's- because I'll be posting this on um, my page, can you tell us where you can get Locked on Predators? Absolutely. So you can find Locked on Predators again, wherever you get your favorite podcast on your favorite podcasting app. We are on YouTube. You can check us out on like Twitter X. I just I can't quite get there to the X thing yet. But you know, the bird app, the X app. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I don't know what to say about it. It just feels so weird. Yeah, we are at LO underscore predators. And uh, you can find me at Ann K underscore mama on ice. Haley, such a delight to catch up with you. Talk all things blues. Wish your team the best of luck this season. And again, thank you for Ryan O'Reilly. You're welcome and good luck this season too.